This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com www.k-a-n-g-a-r-o-o-f-e-r-n.com I would actually say have one true fan that pays, stays, and refers. And then you can duplicate that over and over again. The Bootstrap Podcast Show is a production of Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, a grassroots entrepreneur-led movement to bring together, celebrate, and give a voice to Australia's entrepreneurship community. On the podcast, we speak with the movers and shakers of Australia's entrepreneurship community to give a glimpse into the future of business. Welcome to another episode of Tribe Podcast under Ospot Syndicate. And also you can listen this and watch as well on the That Creative Exchange. Our guest for today is a digital marketing expert and also the creator of Livelong Digital. I hope that's correct. Livelong Digital. Please welcome to the show, Prosper Taravinga. Hello. How are you today? Nika, thank you so much. You know, I was just sitting here thinking, who is he talking about? I thought I was the next guy, but now that you've mentioned, thank you so much. And thanks for your part. Thank you so much. So that our audience can learn from you, can you tell us about yourself? Absolutely. So like you've said, uh, Nika, I basically own and operate a digital marketing company here in Melbourne called Live Long Digital. Um, where we are helping people successfully market their business because I believe that if you're successfully marketing your business, then you can generate qualified leads and as we all know, leads are the lifeblood of any business. So how did it start then? So how did you conceptualize this Live Long Digital? Have you had frustration when you're starting up your own business? Absolutely. So, Nika, it's a very long story. I don't know how much tape we've got on this uh, recording, but I'm just going to start, you know, with a a bit of a story. I was born in Zimbabwe. Um, I don't know if you know what that is. That's in the southern part of Africa. And I moved to Australia about 10 years ago. Now, when I moved to Australia, I knew nobody, Nico. Uh, And um, uh, as I arrived here, I had nothing but a backpack full of hopes and dreams. Um, So I'll just give you a brief outline of what Zimbabwe was like when I left, okay? So we basically were running into inflation and um, at some point people were actually making fun and saying you could take a whole wheelbarrow um, and full of money and you only be able to buy a loaf of bread. So in a country like that, you wouldn't be able to actually plan or to survive or to even uh, grow as a person. And um, I had um, had influence when I was growing up um, with people from Australia. And then I had decided I was going to start traveling and, you know, um, you know, work and do what I love best. So in the time that Zimbabwe was going downhill, I didn't want to go down 
Hill with it as well, and then I moved across to Australia. Now, one of the first jobs that I did, Miko, was to work in a restaurant um, here um, in Melbourne called uh, Li uh, on Ligon Street. And when I was working in that restaurant, I was doing uh, the dishwashing. Now, when I noticed that at that restaurant, they didn't have any social media presence at all. Not that it mattered at that time because it was still fresh, but that would have been a way for me to connect with the people that I was working with. So, on my own um, mind, without asking for permission or anything else, I went and I created a Facebook page for that company, all right? And the owner of the restaurant was so pissed off when he realized that I had done that, all right? And that, unbeknownst to me, became the foundation of what uh, my company has now become, all right? So he came into the kitchen, who did this? And I was like, oh snap, I'm in trouble. And I was like, yeah, it was me, sorry. He's like, go and take it down. So when I did that, it was on a Friday. Right, it was on a Friday, and um, I don't know if you know anything about Facebook pages, but it does take up to 48 hours for a page to be deleted. And um, so, when I went in, I started the process of deleting the page, but I didn't go to work on Saturday, and I didn't go to work on Sunday, and I didn't go to work on Monday. My next shift was on Tuesday. So, when I went back to work on Tuesday, I then realized that people had come to the restaurant on Friday and they took photos and they were tagging each other and one person on Saturday had left a really good review. So that automatically changed my boss's mind at that time and he's like, wait, I was looking for you. And I'm like, oh, what have I done now? You know, I was just scared that I'm just new in the country and now I've made these people angry uh, based on their job. So uh, he, 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 he invited me to his office and he's like, stop whatever you're doing you do you do my internet now that's what he called it so you do the internet now and that was a turn of events you know that i never expected uh to okay after him having yelled at me at that particular moment so i basically did not have any idea what was the next move so i just went to the library, started studying, learning, whatever I could learn. And if your viewers can see behind me, I've got tons and tons and tons of books because I just consistently want to stay ahead of the curve. So naturally that now got me into the whole digital marketing space. And um, when I realized that the people that had actually came to the restaurant and taken photos were models, I followed them up. So I wrote to them through the Facebook and I was like, hey, if you guys want to come back again, we can take real photos and then you can you can help us. That also, I didn't realize that's what influencer marketing was going to be like. So within the whole uh, restaurant, we started invited, inviting, um, you know, food, football players, models and people that were sort of celebrities so that we'll take photos with them and people would then know of the restaurant okay so i did that for about two years and then pretty much after that um you know i started seeing other avenues and other businesses that wanted the same thing that i was offering my um you know my 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 previous boss and then i had two two clients that i started working with and eventually we just started expanding and growing but i didn't have the same business model that i have now and i didn't have the same offerings that i had back then all i was doing was just staying ahead of the curve 
and teaching people how to reach their customers, um, you know, and connecting them with brands and also uh, whatever new products that were there. And um, well, five years later, we now have a business that's uh, serving in and around Australia. And I think as of today, not knowing um, what the weekend is going to bring in, we now have 76 um, retail clients. And I think we've got over 34 uh, wholesale clients that we're working with. So in a nutshell, it was an accident that turned out to be the best uh, move that I've ever done in my entire life. Wow, that's a, that's a fantastic story. I wish I'd be like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> next question I have is that you said because you engage. So for people who is starting up or thinking of getting into entrepreneurship or going into business, particularly right now it's pandemics, a lot of people are thinking, oh, I'm gonna set up online business. I'm gonna set up my website. That's get get money in, get product in. How do you say? How do you engage your audience so that you get more leads to your to your business? This podcast is brought to you by Ospad Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with a mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcast and harness the power of podcasting. Book now via www.kangaroofern.com. Absolutely, and that's a fantastic question, and I'm going to break it down a little bit. Okay, so obviously engaging people entails uh, being relevant to a particular audience, all right? So what I'm saying by that is people buy from those that they know, like, and trust. Okay, but for people to have that opportunity to see your product in a sea of need to businesses out there, you have to have the right kind of content that uh, suits the right kind of pain that a person has at that particular moment. All right. So if you want to engage people, let's say, um, you know, in social media, there's about two billion active users on uh facebook but each and every one of those people is minding their own business they have their own problems they have their own uh, situations they have their own um you know things that they're dealing with now if you've got a product a service or any offer which you want to be presenting to these people you literally have to find out first of all who is this person that i'm reaching out to what are they going through that I can help them solve and eventually what do they actually get from my product or service. So when we talk about engaging people, it's not, it's not necessarily putting a post there and getting likes, comments and shares because you can't take likes, comments and shares to the bank. What we talk about engaging is pretty much giving people the right kind of information at the right kind of time for them to make a rightful decision, which eventually is to make a purchase from your uh, website or to actually engage with you so that they can ask further questions, all right? So a lot of people start a business, create a Facebook page, and start posting or start doing TikToks or start doing Instagram uh, likes and gunning for tweets. Of course, that gives you 
a bit of pleasure and momentum to say that at least people are responding back to whatever it is that I'm saying. But are they the right kind of people? Do they have the pain that your product or service can actually uh, sort out or, or, or fulfill? And are they willing and able to pay for that product or service? Because there's people like your mom, your dad, your aunt, your sister, your brother, who can like, comment, and share your stuff, but are they buying them? Are they engaged for the reasons of we want to help Nico succeed, or are they engaged in the in the um, you know uh, respect of oh we don't want him to lose hope or to be embarrassed that nobody is liking his stuff? So you need to really be careful. Are you giving people the right information because people are coming to the internet to get information, and if they get that information from you, then they get to know you then they get to like you and trust you. And like I said earlier on, people do business with those they know, like, and trust. So you're saying it's better to have 1,000 true fans than 10 million? I would actually say have one true fan that pays, stays, and refers. And then you can duplicate that over and over again. All right, so a lot of people rush to get thousands of views thousands of fans thousands of um you know um uh, recipients of whatever it is their emails in the email list or, or things like that we need to really be careful we're not spraying and praying and hoping that whoever has just seen our content is is going to reciprocate with either their uh, business card or are they going to re reciprocate with their patronage to our business you need to really identify who your target market is who is ready right now to do the exact thing that you're going to ask them to do in your call to action and once you've identified who that target market is you need to clarify that message to them so that they know that you're speaking to them for them and about them because people have a three second attention span and if you do not reach out to the people at the right level or the right temperature of where they are in your buying journey then you've completely lost them and then one other thing that you really have to be careful and um you know deliberate about is the media that you reach out to this um, target audience. All right, so now that you've got the right kind of person with the right kind of pain, who you can give the right payoff, you need to make sure that your message is engaging and you're educating them on what to want, you know? Because if people don't know how else you can help them, how do they know that you've got the right solution to their problems? And once you do that, you want to inspire them to want more, be more, and have more. You can never sell to somebody who is uninspired. And once you've done that, provide people with so much value that they would think, hey, if this guy is giving me all this information, can you imagine what his paid um, you know, products would be like or have? Do you know what I mean? And then eventually you position yourself as the go-to person that people would want to deal with and all you now got to do for them is to make sure you are available at whatever um, means that they're going to be searching for you so get the right kind of target market 
the right people who have the right pain and then clarify your message to tell them you are exactly who I can help with exactly this process or service and then determine what media you can reach them out to. Like what we're doing right now, Miko, this is media, all right? A podcast is media. Facebook is media. YouTube is media. And all of that can change, all right? If you've been in business long enough, you would notice that Snapchat came in, all right, with the uh, 10 second photos that disappeared after maybe 24 hours. And guess what happened? Facebook came and replicated their whole business model. So that media changed and it now, it's now owned by somebody else. All right. And, and if you look at most of other, um, you know, topics that are happening, Nike has always had the same message. Just do it. They can do they can use that message in a newspaper. They can use that message on YouTube. They can use that message on uh, on their shoes. So media can vary. Um, you need to make sure your message is concrete and it's going to a defined um, target audience. And that's how so you engage people. All right. So you're saying you have to have a good planning. You have to have an idea that you resolve their problem. So it's like a good business plan. Absolutely. So solve a problem for people. Because if you can show someone that you can help them by actually helping them, then they will seek you out more. Because no one has the time to wait until you're you are ready to provide them with a service. So let's say I come to you, Miko, and you are a plumber. I would never come to you if my neck was bleeding. I would have to go to a doctor. So people will go to the people that will sort their problem immediately. No one is just going to go to you just because you've opened up a business. To our audience who is also listening in the podcast, as Prosper said, before you start your business, find your customer avatar or, or else you just waste your time. Okay, so now you already have your own avatar. So you already have, this is the avatar I want to solve. This is the business, this is my business, and this is to resolve this problem. The next question I have for you is, how would you say build a strong online reputation that can lead to good revenue? Fantastic, that's a really good question. So I don't know if you've read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, all right? Uh, it's a book by Dell Carnegie, which basically gives, I think there's about six or seven um, ways of you to actually uh, connect with people. At the end of the day, let us not forget the people that are behind every screen, the people that are behind every email address, the people that are behind every phone number are human beings that have needs, wants, and likes. So if we understand what these people actually want, then it will be super, super, super easy for us to then have them follow us for more. That's all we are doing. We need to find out, are these the people that we can help? And if they realize that, yes, Nico is the one person that can help me, guess what they do? Then they congregate themselves so that they get more. All right? No one wants to um, fail. 
All right. So if you are providing a shortcut, if you are providing value, if you are providing uh, information that people can utilize, then obviously they're going to come and be um, with you just so they can get more of that information uh, for themselves. All right. We get paid in direct proportion to the value that we bring to the marketplace. If you just create nice photos and nice podcast that is not giving anyone any value, I kid you not. It does not matter how whiz bang your website looks. It does not matter how many transitions your podcast has. If you've got no content, no value, it's not going to help you. But if you start educating yourself, giving people value, knowing what people need before they ask. So that's why I say it pays to understand what your target market wants so that you can know where they are and where they want to go. All you're doing with your online presence is providing a bridge. And if people can now walk on that bridge, then they would pay for that access. And that's how people make money online. So just having a presence is not going to be the differentiator because anyone with a pair of sweatpants and a T-shirt and a laptop and a mic can call themselves an entrepreneur. How are you going to be a different being out there in a sea of me to people that are also trying to vie for that same wallet, same attention and same mind space? So you're saying you give value first and benefit before the income coming in on your on your business? Absolutely. No, you 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 don't go to an ATM and or and not expect it to spit money out. You know what I mean? You don't pay for a beer at a bar and you don't expect to get the beer in return. Otherwise, that bar man would have their, their, their throats, you know, held, you know? So at the end of the day, whatever you put in, you will receive back. So you, the more you give, the more people will reciprocate with their wallets. That's uh, fantastic. Is that right to combine your personal branding and your business branding? Is that going to be affect each other or help each other? People buy from people, okay? Right now, Nico, it's you and me talking, but we've got brands behind us. I'm not talking, um, you know, to, to your business. You're not talking to Live Long Digital. So at any given moment, even in corporate, corporation, all right. I, 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 I work a lot with coaches and consultants and they ask me the question, how do I sell to a corporate? Guess what? A corporate, there's somebody called Sally there. There's somebody called John, Peter, Ruth, Nick. They are people there. So those are the people that pick up the phone. Those are the people that push your contract so that it is signed under the logo of a, of a company brand. So what I'm trying to say is, as many, as, 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 as we grow, as we progress in life, if we work specifically to grow our own personal brand, our businesses can easily be attached to that. 
all right, just in case your business does not um, flourish, you as a person still remain valuable. You know why? Because people know, like, and trust who you are. So you can easily go into another venture and people will follow you just because of your track record. But if you build just a business and the business dies, it's very difficult for you to then go in to another venture without having to get people to trust you, which is twice as hard, especially if you're going into a competitive environment. So what I would suggest is if you can, connect with as many people as possible and eventually introduce your business um, you know, after that, just in case it doesn't work out. People still know who you are. There's a lot of really big um, personal brands out there who are amongst the richest people in the world. Um, if you would see people like uh, Richard Branson, um, people like Elon Musk, Elon Musk has got maybe six different ventures that are happening all at the same time, but he is one person whose personal brand, um, I think right now he's the modern day Midas touch. Midas, you know, whatever he touches turns into gold because of his personal brand. So I would suggest that maybe some people are a little bit shy and they want to put their uh, brand forward. Half of the time, what normally happens is if your brand gets bad reviews or something happens, you know, you go into uh, some sort of legal um, battles, you can always leave that shell and go and start all over again. All right. I've never heard of a brand that goes and starts by itself without, um, you know, a, a person that runs it. You know, so I would suggest if somebody really, really wants to make a difference, first of all, lead. As a leader, people follow leaders. People don't follow brands. Well, that's that's good explanation. This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com www.kangaroofern.com Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com www.kangaroofern.com Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. Do you... A lot of people... <laughs> It's 2021, all right. Did, do you think the email marketing, the email list is still relevant to a business owner? Let me, let me tell you something. <clears throat> right now, a lot of people are gonna shut down this podcast because everything that I'm about to say contradicts everything that they've absolutely known in their entire life. In the digital marketing space, Email marketing pays you $48 more than any other platform combined. Like I'm going to repeat that. $41 you spend in email marketing 
you get $48 in return. The only reason why a lot of people have shunned email marketing and have put it into the too hot basket is because, first of all, with email marketing, you've got to work extra hard for you to actually get a result. All right. You have to continuously grow that list. All right. And you have to continuously be relevant because every given moment, each and every one of us has got a different need. And maybe your email comes to me when I'm not thinking about business and I unsubscribe you. All right. The one thing that happens with um, email marketing is if you're building a business to last, you need to build it on a strong foundation that you own and you own your own list. I spoke earlier on about Snapchat and I spoke earlier on about Facebook ripping off um, that platform. If you are building around Snapchat, that automatically gets taken away simply because you are on somebody else's platform and they can choose what algorithm uh, to use on you just pretty much based on um, you know um, what, what is happening in, in, in that current environment. So with your email list, you can change providers, but you maintain your email um, you know, records. And when you do it um, sparingly, and you are actually entertaining the people that you are reaching out to. There are so many emails that you save so that you can read when you have time. Am I kidding, uh, Miko? There's people that you, you can't wait to receive emails from. You know why? Because they are engaging, they're educating, or they're inspirational emails, and they're actually providing you with value. But if you're going to be joining the email marketing brigade as a spammer, I suggest you don't because you are racing to the bottom. And I know one thing for sure, if you're gonna be spamming your way to the top, you will definitely win the race to the bottom. That's a good um, explanation. So you have to have, if you're doing your email marketing, has to have, I said again, value and benefit for your target audience. So next question I have, this is, a lot of people gonna ask this for you, as a digital marketer, uh, Prosper, how to start, scale, and grow a business that is profitable, okay, enjoyable, even during pandemic? How, how would you do that? Fantastic. So, and that's a really good question. Starting a business, basically, a lot of people don't really know the actual purpose of why they're going to be demanding money from the people that are going to be paying them. And if you are not clear on that, then forget about even enjoying that business. Because if you are not helping other people be doing, have a happier existence, you will never be satisfied or you'll never be fulfilled with the work that you're doing. So the way we help people, um, you know, especially with our work, you know, and one thing that's first and most important um, to having a business that's profitable and enjoyable, like you have said, is to create a predictable and scalable marketing system that actually generates leads 
consistently without you having to do anything with it. And that's where email marketing comes into play. You know, and then you want to nurture those people effectively. All right. When you're nurturing them effectively in an automated manner, this becomes an asset that you can actually rely on. But most of us, they want to just go in, get whatever they can get, get whatever funding they can get, get whatever investors they can get, build it up enough and then sell the business or I don't know, or get bought out or whichever way. I don't think that's a fun way of doing stuff. Yes, we might have that so that we create cash flow to go on to bigger projects. But if you really want to start a business that becomes profitable and enjoyable, make sure that you absolutely care about the people that you're going to be serving and you care about the outcomes. And once you care about those outcomes, all the automation becomes easy. All the messaging becomes easy. All right, because right now we're talking, right? And whatever value we're going to be giving to people is being recorded. We're freezing this moment in time. No one is paying either of us for doing this. We're doing this because we absolutely love this. You say this is your passion project. When you start doing things like this without expecting to be paid or without even knowing who this is going to touch, then Absolutely, you start enjoying it. But if you're just doing it to fill numbers, to fill quarters, to just um, satisfy or to tick a box, then you're not going to enjoy it. So when we work with our clients, we basically have them start with the end in sight. What does the end look like? Where do you want this business to be in five years, in 10 years, or in 20 years? The Japanese people build businesses for a thousand years. No one leaves over a hundred, you know, like people do, but it's a rare occasion, but they're doing it 10 times more. Now, when you start thinking about what the business would look like when nobody even remembers of your own existence, you're now working from the heart. You're now working from the source. And when you start working from the source, the ideas that come to you, the methods that you use, will be taken and appreciated by everybody else because they don't see any dollar signs written in front of them. Because people like buying stuff. Our customers like to buy stuff, but they don't like to be sold. So whenever you're doing something just for money, guess what? You automatically show people that I want to get paid right now. If you're not talking to me in the way that I want to talk to you, or you're not telling me the things that I want to hear. I don't have time for that. And people can sense that. But if you're patient and if you know exactly what you're doing and you have the best interest of your customers at heart, people will triple, stumble, and fall, beating a path to your door just so they can buy whatever next project that you have. And that's why Apple has people lining up two weeks in advance to get the latest iPhone. It's not any different to any other phone, but it's just because they've created a business that people want to be a part of. And that's what we try and create for people so that um, you know they have a business that's profitable and enjoyable. So in a nutshell, we help people really start from their own why. And if you really want to know more about this, watch the video from Simon Senek um, about the golden circle, um, start with why.
Yes, that's that's correct. So I'm yeah, I've been reading um, Simon Sinek's uh, book about why why you start, why I, do you really doing this for yourself or for benefit of others. On creating a business, you're saying you need to have a passion. If you don't have any passion, your business is gonna be shut down within one year. Why do you really need a passion about if you want to create a business? Fantastic, you see, passion breeds energy. And with energy, you can sustain your journey. All right. If you're not passionate about what you're doing or the results that you're producing, first of all, you wouldn't do it in the best way that you possibly can. And you wouldn't stick around to see the results. All right. So if you're not passionate about what you are doing or putting in any efforts, other people will also notice that no effort was put into making this right. And if you're not passionate, um, things like your emails are sloppy, your customer service becomes sloppy, um, your reviews become mediocre, and w what's the end result? Nobody wants to do business with you. But if you are well vested with the outcome, vested with the result, vested with your product, and you can stick for it, and you're passionate enough to go through hard times like we're going through right now, still not losing your energy and momentum, people will reward you just simply because you stayed one more day. That's good. That's I, I agree with you with that one. So let's go back to your business. All right. So why Live Long Digital? Absolutely. So the name Live Long Digital is, um, if, you, if I say it right now, it's all just going to start making sense. I don't know if you've watched um, any Star Trek um, and any of those kind of movies. So uh, say Leonard Nimoy, when he was uh, saying goodbye to his troops, he went on and said, live long and prosper. All right. So obviously, prosper being my name, and leave long being the statement of what he say, I then just took that together so that we could um, create a business that, you know, it is what it is now. That was a, that was a creative um, name, live long because you're prosper. All right. So yeah, I'm one of the fans of Star Trek. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Absolutely. But what we also now have uh, dubbed it is, um we help you live long in business okay because you know the, there's a statistic that says a lot of businesses don't go past the three-year mark or the five-year mark or the 10-year mark if they're uh big enough so we want people to pass through all those uh milestones just because they've got a predictable system a predictable uh, mechanism within their business that constantly feeds them with leads and they have got a good offer that their customers are willing and able to pay for. Right, right, right. So what was the one thing, uh, Prosper, that really helped you, your business take off? Is it the one thing that helped my business to take off was personal development, all right? You can't do well if you don't feel well and have the right mindset 
everything else that comes in uh, is an editing. If your main uh, focus and your core is not really centered, whatever information that comes in um, is not going to be of any benefit. All right. So what I did is I took myself on a journey uh, to really learn the basics because marketing is only applied psychology because all you are doing is to pass on your enthusiasm to another person so that they can buy that in the form of a product or a service. That's all it is. Have you ever seen that when you purchase something or you buy a book from Amazon, as soon as it comes uh, to your door, half the time, you might just touch it and open it like that and straight to the shelf. You know why? Because the enthusiasm of you having bought that uh, thing has, has long gone. And that's why a lot of people return, um, you know, products after they've bought it because it's just the buying the excitement of acquiring something and once they've hit checkout that is gone they don't care anymore that enthusiasm is is long gone and so when i realized that i wanted to trace the whole journey the whole marketing cycle and one thing that i kept realizing and noticing is if my mindset is not in the right place I would never grasp all these um, uh, concepts and put them to good use. So I decided then, and the people that I learned from and the people that I was associated with, um, all are really, really big on mindset and self-development. And once you know who you are, then you know who you are not. Once you know who you are, then you know who you can work with once you know who you are, you know what you can provide and how far you're willing to go. And guess what? That automatically makes it easy for your target audience to pick you up and say, that's the guy I want to work with. So naturally, it all starts from you. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter what you learn, if you don't know who you are, you are not going to know which is the best business model for you. You're not going to know who, which is the best team member for you. And it's all just a domino effect. It starts with you. So with that, do you need a mentors while you are starting up on your business? Um, that's a very loaded question in as much as some mentors might not be the best fit and some mentors might make the biggest difference in your life. So I would put it in this way, you know, when you're climbing the ladder of success, there's usually shortcuts. There's usually long ways. If you want to go far, go alone. But if you want to go further, go together with somebody who's already being where you want to be, they have the results that you want, and then just try and and either um, replicate their success or simply ask them and say, how did you do it? Nine times out of 10 people are more than willing and able to share their journey, but you have to put it in your own context. You don't have the same resources. You don't have the same mentors that they have. You don't have the same opportunities that they would have had. Get the theme of what it is that they did 
and see how it fits along with your journey. And when you then figure it all out, it will be the best thing you would have done for yourself. All right, thank you so much for that. So the word of advice would you tell to anyone who is watching right now, listening, who wants to achieve what you have done? Um, half of the time, I would normally just say, what, what does success mean to you? And once you figure out that question, right, spend the rest of your life trying to lead to that answer, all right? Ask yourself what success really is, and then spend the rest of your life trying to lead to that answer. Because once you do that, you start living like each day counts. And remember, it is a choice because you are the one who has defined what that means for you. And because your best life is something that is very unique to yourself, you don't want to compare um, your day one to somebody's day 20 because you don't have the equipment or the resources or the funding that they have. Look at where you are and measure yourself against who you were yesterday and just keep focusing on living your best life. Enjoy the learning, the exploration and the experiences along the way because there's going to be a lot of them. And then one day you've got to, you will have a good story to tell. That's great. So I want the audience and the listener as well to walk away with, say, with a game plan based on what we just talked about. What will be the first 48 hours after hearing this looks like for someone who wanted to start taking action right away? Fantastic. So that's a really good question and let's just keep it to what we spoke about the three m's your message the market and then the media now your message is basically who the people that have the pain that you can um fulfill right that's your target audience what is what are they going through right now in life that your service or your products can help them go away because people are always trying to walk away from a pain point. Who is that person? Can you pinpoint them in a sea of people that that's me, he has this problem and I can fix that. And once you know who that person is, speak to them and them alone. Not speaking to say, hey guys, hey people, uh, people that are all putting it in a general sense. All right. You need to have a message that really engages and educates that target audience person that you have discovered. All right. And make sure they understand that you have the right information that they need to get away from whatever pain that they have found and once you found that person you know how to speak to them determine what is the best media to reach that person is it via email is it via TikTok? is it via linkedin or is it via social media and make sure you are consistent so find the right person speak to them in a language they understand, reach to them in a the media that they use regularly and frequently, 
and make sure you're consistent enough that they gain trust that you're the right person for that. And then once you get it right for one person, do it again tomorrow for another person. Do it again tomorrow for another person. Do it again tomorrow for another person. And soon enough, you have a thousand true fans that pay, stay, and refer. But every single moment, do it for that one person that has a problem that you can sort out. And when you do that, speak in terms of how they would best understand you in a format or method that is convenient for them such that they can consume that message and repeat and repeat and repeat all right that was awesome thank you so much for that so prosper how can our listener audience connect with you if they want to contact with you online absolutely so we spoke about um Live long and prosper. We spoke about Star Trek and everything else. It's super, super easy. If people just type in live long and prosper or prosper Melbourne or live long marketing, I have made sure that my SEO uh, finds uh, me in, in those places. And I think with a name like prosper, there's not so many prospers on social media or on Facebook or anywhere else. If you type in the name prosper with a few words like marketing, self-development or things like that, you will find, um, you know, my profile. And I'm more than happy to connect with whoever uh, that's being uh, brought from your platform there, Mika. All right. Thank you, Prosper. So thank you so much. So this is another episode of Tribe Podcast and that Creative Exchange Podcast. See you again for another truthful and inspirational and learning um session thank you enjoy see ya this podcast is brought to you by ospad syndicate powered by kangaroo fern media lab kangaroo fern is australia's independent video and podcast management agency with a mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcast we are independent podcast network we are guerrilla podcast syndicate would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts contact us now at advertise at guerrilla podcast syndicate.com